0: Of salvation, you cannot rejoice in it, and if you are not rejoicing in salvation, you don't know what else you rejoice in. Hallelujah! You must have a clear understanding of what God has done for you in Christ, it's very important. Your gratitude, your rejoicing, your excitement is rooted in that as a child of God. If you don't have understanding, your Christianity will will vacillate. Have you heard of oscillatory motions? It goes this way, and it comes this way. It goes up, and then comes down. You don't really... There's no excitement, there's no joy. But when you remember what his blood means, when you remember all that he did, the fact that he became... You see, the last time I taught you concerning um, propitiation... a a word, one of the words of, of salvation. okay, Propitiation. And propitiation means what? Propitiation means to placate an offended God or to appease and satisfy the heart of an offended God. God was angry at humanity because of what Adam did. But one man came on earth called Jesus. Hey! And that man the Bible says that the, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world is come. He was the one who took away the sin of the world. You see, he became the sacrifice. What a shock. He became the sacrifice and he became the high priest who presents the sacrifice. And he became the message who accepts the sacrifice and declares not guilty. One person. I mean, if Jesus had not come, you will not be sitting here. I'm telling you, you will be you will be on your way to hell straight. You will bend till eternity comes. It's not a joke. So even if nothing is happening in your life and you remember what Jesus has done, and if you remember the scripture that says in Romans chapter 8, verse 32, it says that if God spared not his son, hey, he that spared not his own son. If God did not spare his own son, if he killed his own son on our behalf, he that spared not his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? All things. Say all things. All things. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So if Jesus was given for me, how much more a house? How much more a beloved? Hey, you don't understand house. You understand beloved. How much more a good average? Yeah, Those are the things you understand. How much more a good job? How much more children? Do you know in the New Testament, you are not allowed to be barren as a lady. It's an instruction from the Lord. Paul said, tell all the young ladies to be keepers at home. Then he says, uh, bearers of children. They should bear children. It's an instruction from the Lord. Just produce as many as you want. So don't worry about your menstrual cycle, whether the cycle is on, on or not. People give birth even when they don't have wombs. What are you talking about? Yeah, people give birth without wombs. Do you know that a fetus can grow on a liver? Like attached to your liver. Am I lying? Ask the doctors. Doctor, am I lying? I'm not lying, it's serious so anything is possible say anything is possible possible. that is why I rejoice my salvation the more I get to know about what the Lord has done for me, the more excited I become, the more I know that my future is secured, my future is so bright, my eye burns when I look at it I need some shades man give me some shades Yeah, the future is so bright I will, never be poor in my life. I will never be poor in my life. Never. never. Yeah. never. Yeah. Because you know of a sacrifice, if his blood was sacrificed, you know blood money. How many of you know blood money? Blood money. If you want real money, you have to go to place certain places, isn't it? Uh-huh. You sacrifice your mother or your father or your child or something. But thank God, someone has been sacrificed for us already. You don't need to kill your mother or kill your father. God has killed his own son. And poured the blood so that money can come to you. Are you understanding the revelation or you don't understand? So in 2nd Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. The Bible says that. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at, look at it. Second Corinthians 8.9 For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. So that you through his poverty might be rich. What a blessing. I will never be poor in my life. Yeah. Because of his sacrifice, the Bible says that he has taken the power of death. You see, look at Revelation chapter 1. Let's read verse 18. I am he that liveth this is Jesus okay. He says, I am he that liveth and was dead and behold I am alive forevermore. Amen. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and of death. I have the keys of hell and of death. He wouldn't have had the keys of hell and death if he had not died. Because he died, he now has the key of hell and death. Because he has the key of hell and death I cannot just die like a chicken. Tell me about no chicken dying. Do, die? Do you know chicken? How chicken dies? Chicken will have corn put on the ground for them. If you want to catch chicken, I don't know if you've caught some before in your life. If you want to catch a chicken, you just put corn on the ground. And then they'll be taking it. Just, they don't know that they are eating to their grave. Are you seeing it? Uh-huh. They are caught and then they are just beheaded just like that. Without announcement, they don't know. They don't know. Chicken die without knowing that they are actually going, they are going to die. They think they are actually being fed, they're enjoying, but actually they are leading, they are going to die. I'll never, never die as a chicken. Because if you read in 1 Corinthians 3, 20 and 21, look at the next verse. Verse 21. Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. All things are yours. Say all things are yours say all things are mine all things are mine look at the next verse verse 22 whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come all are yours he says the world is yours life is yours death is yours death is yours All things present, or things to come. All are yours. Next verse, look at verse 23. And ye are Christ's, and Christ is God's. Christ owns me. Therefore, I'll live my life for him. He says, even death is yours. Death is yours. So you, know, you, will, know, you will never go unannounced. You will know. And even, you see, you don't have to die the Bible says that because of Jesus' sacrifice he has brought immortality and life to light yeah. so you don't have to die you don't have to, it's not necessary, it's not by force hallelujah, hallelujah. so you must rejoice in your salvation see I'll rejoice in my salvation. I rejoice in my salvation today I want to show you some few things in the scriptures yeah. that I believe will help you the last time we're talking about propitiation isn't it yeah. we spoke about two things we mentioned uh, the first thing was what was redemption. Then we went on to propitiation. And we mentioned how that Jesus became the sacrifice for sin. Uh, three words of, for propitiation, isn't it, in the New Testament? The first one is what? Elasmos. The second one is? Elasterion. The third one is? Elaskomai. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Jesus' blood was not only used to, to get our salvation or to placate an angry God. His blood was also used to purify the heavenlies. Okay? So if you read in Hebrews chapter 9, look at Hebrews chapter 9 verse 22. Let me show it to you. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 22. And almost all things are by the Lord paired with blood, and without the shedding of blood is no remission. Next verse. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens, have you said it? Should be purified with these, but the Heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. Remember that the Ark of Covenant the, and all those things that were made by Moses was seen by Moses in, in heaven. The Bible says that God showed it to him and told him that he should do everything according to the pattern that he had revealed to him. So the Ark of Covenant, the Holy of Holies that was there, the Holy Place, the outer uh, um, court and all those things were actually a pattern that was in heaven already. I sing it, and because of adam's sin the the heavenlies had also been desecrated and needed to be purified, so Christ's blood was used to purify the heavenlies. Why am I saying what I'm saying? When Adam sinned there, Adam left his place as a son with God for Satan to inherit. It's just like me giving you a house, okay. I built a house and I gave it to you. Come. I gave it to you. on. This is a pastor in Teman. He's a pastor. He's not a small one. So let's say I built a house and I gave it to this guy on rent. Okay. We sign. You know when you're renting, you sign documents. In Ghana, we don't sign much, but it's actually, you need to sign. There are rules, you know, and then you sign, you know. So I give him my, my house on rent. Okay. For let's say five years. And then he gives it to her. Come. This was a pastor. Pastor Makafu's wife. She's a pastor in Castle Church. Yeah. So he gives, he sublets the, the rented house to this lady here. Legally. As much as I did legally. So he's now out of the picture. I didn't sign a contract with her, I signed it with this person. If there's anybody, I have to go after I have to go after this person, not this person. Yeah. Are you seeing it? Yeah. So God created the earth and gave the earth as a lease, on a lease to Adam. Okay, and Adam also subleased it to Satan. So whenever we are having, whenever I'm having uh, tenant meetings, the devil will come. God forbid, you are not the devil. The devil will just show up there. That's why in Job chapter 1, you see the, the devil showing up when God called for the sons of men. Or the sons of God. The devil was there as well. You know, Job is the first book of the Bible. It's not The first book of the Bible is not Genesis. So. Job is the first book of the Bible, not Genesis. Job is an ancient book. So it records ancient things. Hallelujah. So because Adam had handed everything over to the devil, the devil had authority and could do whatever he wanted to do on earth. Legally. I see it. Again. So you see, Adam had a very high spot in heaven. Adam's spot in heaven was even higher than the archangels. You can take your seat. Let me show it to you in the Bible. If you read in Jude one eight and nine, Jude one eight and nine, the Bible says, "Likewise, also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities." Next verse, verse nine. Yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. This is it, when Moses died. You know, God didn't allow the Israelites to see the body of Moses because if they had seen the body of Moses, they would have worshipped it to date. Do you know Israel worshipped the serpents that Moses made, the brazen serpent that Moses made for them to look at, so that the serpents that were biting them would stop. You know that brazen serpent lived amongst Israel and they worshipped it till the time of Hezekiah. How I many of you know? They worshipped it till the time of Hezekiah. Hezekiah came and burned that particular brazen thing down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if, if, because he had not seen anybody as great as Moses. Moses was the one who led them through the Red Sea, did so many wild things for them. So if he had died and they had seen his body, they would have worshipped it till date. So God decided not to let Moses die up around So he made Moses go on top of a mountain to see the land of Canaan and then he died in the mountain. After he had died in the mountain, the Bible says that um, angel Michael came to come and pick up the body of Moses. And when he came to pick up the body of... Why? You see, Michael couldn't have just picked up Moses just like that because everybody who dies before the coming of Christ, everybody who died had to go to hell. Or the land of the dead, not hell. The land of the dead. In the land of the dead, there were four compartments. There was hell itself. Then there was a place called Abraham's bosom. Then there's a place called Tartarus. Then there's a place called Abisus. Okay. So everybody who died, including including Abraham, Abraham when he died was taken to the land of the dead, kept in Abraham's bosom. Even though Abraham did not arrive there before everybody, it was named after him because the Bible says that Abraham was looking for a land whose maker and builder was was God himself. Are you getting it? Uh So, Paradise was named after Abraham when he got there. So, Moses was also supposed to go there. But God gave Moses another type of opportunity, privilege, to enter heaven straight without going to that place. That is why when Jesus was transfigured, the day of his transfiguration, there were two people by Jesus. The only two people who were taken by God. The first guy is Moses, and then the other guy is Elijah. Uh, who was it? who and who showed up? Who and who showed up? Elijah and Moses showed up. Enoch didn't show up that day. Elijah and Moses. So Moses was actually being taken by the archangel to the heavenlies. And Satan was not going to allow it. So he showed up there to also convey him to the land of the dead. But when Michael got there, Michael did not rail, the Bible says, yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body, of, when he disputed about the body of Moses, did not bring against him a railing accusation but said, the Lord rebuked thee. Why? What well, does it mean that Satan was higher than in, uh, Michael? No. Satan was operating with the power, the dominion of Adam which is higher, according to the scripture, is higher than the place of the archangels. I hear so he couldn't just say, I rebuke you. He had to say, he had to use a higher authority, a higher power, which is the Lord. So he said, Satan, the Lord rebuke thee. And then he took Moses' body, or he took Moses away into the here? Uh, so Adam had a very high place, which he handed over to the devil. If you read in Luke chapter 4, look at Luke chapter 4. If Luke chapter 4 was not true, Jesus would have told the devil that it is not true. But because it was true, Luke chapter 4 verse 7, because it was true, Jesus didn't say anything. The devil told Jesus, this is the temptation of Christ, okay? If thou therefore worship me, all shall be, go up, go up. Let's read from verse 6, so that we understand it verse properly. And the devil said unto him, all this power will I give thee, and the glory of them. Go up, go to verse 5. Go to verse 5. And the devil took him up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. He showed him the kingdoms of the world, all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time and said to Jesus, next verse, and the devil said unto him, all this power will I give thee. All this power. If he didn't have it, he couldn't have given it to him. Who gave it to him? Adam. Even me, reference to this, all this power will I give thee, and the glory of them. For that it is delivered unto me. It is, who delivered it unto him? Adam. It is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, I give it. Whoever I want to give it, I give just as it was given to me, so I can give it to somebody. And if you worship me, I will give it to you. Look at the next verse, verse 7. If thou therefore worship me, all shall be thine. Jesus didn't say you are lying. You are the father of liars. You didn't say that to him. Look at the next verse. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou serve. So it was a true statement. It wasn't false. It was true. Are you here? Uh-huh. So, Satan has showed up in the heavenlies so many times. Let's look at Job chapter 1 so that we understand even some more. Job chapter 1. Let's read from verse 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them. How did he show up? I've told you already. It's because he had the authority. He had the power, the place. Okay? Of Adam. And the Lord said unto him, unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth. Because he doesn't have a house to live in. And from walking up and down in it. Next verse. And the Lord said unto Satan. Has thou considered my servant Job? That there is none like him in the earth. A perfect and an upright man. One that feared God and eschewed evil. And it goes on and on and on and on. He showed up. So that place was desecrated and needed to be purified. And Christ's blood was used to purify that place. So if you've noticed. When Christ rose from the dead. And Mary Magdalene saw him. Mary tried to touch him, but he said, that, don't touch me because I, I'm here to ascend to my father and your father, to my God and to your God. He took his blood to the heavenly holy of holies to clean and purify the desecrated places in the heavens, or the spot of Adam. Right now, that spot is occupied by Christ himself. Yes, Christ is the one occupying that spot. That is why he has the keys has of hell and death. So Satan is not there to accuse you anymore, like the way he was accusing Job. Satan cannot accuse you in the heavens. He can only accuse you from down here, from the earth. And you see, Adam's dominion was so powerful that he, had even, he even had authority to rain down all kinds of things. So if you read, if you read go, go down. Let's read. Let's read the next verse. Has thou not made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he has on every side... Thou hast blessed the work of his hand, and his substance is increased in the land. Next verse. But put forth thine hand now, and touch all that he has, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he has is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the, the presence of the Lord. Next verse. And there was a day when the sons, his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them. Go to the next verse. And the sea beans fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of a sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. So the devil was working. He was destroying Job's things. Next verse. While he was there speaking, there came also another and said, The fire of God is fallen from heaven and has burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. And I only am escaped about Alone to tell thee. The fire of God. I mean, is it God who rained down the fire? Who did it? The devil did it. Ah, so things were done, and yet it was referred to God, even though it wasn't God. I you saying it? Ah, so there are a lot of things, even now, there are a lot of things that happen that is not, there are a lot of natural disasters that happen that has nothing to do with God. Look at uh, Luke chapter 13. It's one of my favorite scriptures. Luke chapter 13, verse 1. Let me show it to you. So, even though the devil has lost his dominion, because Christ has taken it from him, he has, he has, uh, it's called the cosmos, he has an arrangement, a world arrangement, that a system that works. It's called the prince of the power of the air. It's called the god of this world. Are you saying it? Uh-huh. So, present at that season, some that told the Galileans, of the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices, and Jesus answering said unto them, Suppose you that the Galileans were sinners above all the Galileans because they suffered such things. Those guys had died. They were sacrificing to their God. And then Pilate sent and killed all of them. And they were asking Jesus, what, Why did those people die just like that? And Jesus said that, Listen, if you don't change, eh, all of you will die like that. That's what Jesus said. I tell you, nay, except you repent and ye shall, ye shall all likewise perish. Look at the next verse, verse 4. All those 18, so Jesus himself referred to another 18 group of 18 people who had also died. He says, all those 18 upon whom the tower in Siloam fell and slew them. Thinking that they were sinners above all men that dwelt in Jerusalem. Do you think they were more sinners than everybody? Not at all. Because as long as you are not born again, your, your life is in the power of the devil. And whatever he wants to do, he can do to you. But when you become born again, you come under the power of Christ. And Christ now protects you and makes a hedge around you. Yeah, that's how it is. So, those heavenly things needed to be. The major thing I want you to see is that Jesus didn't only make propitiation for us with his blood, he also had to cleanse the heavens with his blood as well because the spot of Adam had been desecrated. I hope you understand. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, so the next thing that we are going to talk about is reconciliation. 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 Hallelujah. A sinner needs propitiation. Okay? Sinners need propitiation. What's propitiation? To appease an offended God or to placate an offended God or to satisfy an offended God because God was angry with humanity because of the sin of Adam. So as a sinner, all sinners need propitiation. All sinners need someone who sacrifice on their behalf and apologize on their behalf and satisfy the heart of the one who is angry with them. I say it. Uh, so, as, as a sinner, you need propitiation. But as an enemy, you need reconciliation. As an enemy, you need reconciliation. So, we didn't just become sinners, we became the enemies of God because of Adam's wrong. All of humanity became enemies of God. So, as an enemy, you need reconciliation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you were owing me $100 million, And you paid the hundred million dollars. Does this compel me to become your friend after you've paid it? Not at all. You owed me and you've paid me. Everybody should go their way. But God was looking for something beyond just satisfying his anger. He was looking for something called friendship and oneness. So after the sins of man had been paid for, or after he had been placated, Going forward, he decided to be a friend to man, or a friend to those of us who are born again. Uh-huh. So, reconciliation has to do with joining two people once again together, two people who were close together but were separated are now joined together. Okay, so if you read in your Bible very carefully, you will see that particular word so many times. Okay, so God was looking for friendship, not satisfying his anger only. Okay, Hallelujah. If you look at James chapter 2, verse 23, you see how Abraham became the friend of God after he was justified, or after he was declared not guilty by God. So, reconciliation always follows justification. It says, And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. So, after his justification, the next thing was that he was called the friend of God. And the same thing happens in a new birth. After we have been justified or declared not guilty because of righteousness, because of the righteous satisfaction. You remember righteousness? How many of you remember righteousness? Huh. You must satisfy um, God's inflexible rightness. God is inflexible in his rightness. I mean, you can't do anything about it. God is changing it. If something needs to be done, it has to be done. No matter who you are. The Bible says that he will by no means clear the guilty. I told you that, isn't it? He will not clear the guilty at all. So because man was guilty, that needed to be satisfied. And that's the satisfaction of God's rightness. It's called righteousness. huh. And Christ satisfied that. After that had been done, then God could now say, oh, you are my friend. Because that side had been satisfied, we could now become his friends. And as a typology of that is Abraham's life. And the scripture was fulfilled, which said, Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So as it stands now, God is not even angry with the world. God is okay with the whole world, actually. If you read in, okay, let's read Second Chronicles chapter twenty, verse seven. You see, I'm not thing said about Abraham. Same thing, a similar thing said about Abraham. Second Chronicles twenty-seven. Had not thou Our God, who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, and gave us it to to the seed of Abraham, thy friend forever. So, Abraham is called the friend of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, By virtue of Christ's sacrifice, we have now been reconciled to God and are now the friends of God. We are not only sons, we are friends. There are certain things that you get as a friend that you may not get as a son. Do you understand? Uh-huh. So we have become the friends of God. So God has already reconciled the world unto Himself. So He's not even angry with the world. If you read in Second Corinthians chapter five, look at Second Corinthians chapter five, verse eighteen. 2 Corinthians 5, 18. eighteen. Let's read from verse seventeen, so it makes more sense. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new what? A new creature or a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all these things are of God who has not well, who has reconciled us to himself. He has reconciled us to us, he has brought us back to himself. Okay? By Jesus Christ, and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Why? Look at the next verse, verse 19. To wit or to witness, this is what the ministry of reconciliation witnesses concerning that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. So God was in Christ making friendship with the world once again. Not imputing their trespasses unto them. And has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So actually, this is the gospel. The gospel we are to preach is not bibibo, ukujim, straight. That's not what we are supposed to preach. You know, contrary to what is preached around a lot of times you are going to die you are going to hell something is going to happen to some that is actually not what you see because the, the case of a madman is even less than the case of a sinner a sinner cannot change on his own how many of you know what i'm talking about you need someone to help you yes and the one to help you is jesus christ jesus is the one who changes he's the one who can get someone saved that is what the Bible says, that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He didn't say whosoever shall struggle and push in himself to be saved, shall be saved. Salvation is not by works. Salvation is by grace. Salvation is the act of God, not the act of man. It's not dependent on the man. All the man needs to do is accept what God has done in Christ for him. That's all. So we cannot preach for man to change, for a sinner to change. It is not in him to change. All The only thing a sinner can do is to accept Christ. That's all. I you understanding? So when you change the gospel into change and come so that you be accepted before God, you've made a mistake. That is not the word that we have been given. We have been given the word of reconciliation, the word but we have to tell people that God is not angry with you any longer. He's now a friend of yours. All you need to do is receive his son, Jesus Christ, and that will be the end of all the struggles. As simple as it is. That is the gospel. That is the gospel. Not what you hear in the bus. Sometimes you, you sit in a bus and someone is preaching. You wonder whether he's preaching salvation or he's preaching ekutia. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. He's blasting people. They know. Every sinner knows that he's not correct. He knows he needs help. So you shouldn't ask. they know. Everybody knows. You don't have to point out their wrongs to them. They know. There's a witness inside. They know. All you need to do is to show them the light. What is the light? The word of reconciliation. The word of reconciliation means friendship. The word of friendship. God is not angry with you any longer. He is now. He, ha, he now has his hands open. His arms open wide for you to come to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God has reconciled. He says to what that God was reconcil- God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. He has done it. So in the eyes of God. He has, that is why God, the Bible says that God is not willing, uh, he's not excited in the death of, a, of an unrighteous man because that unrighteous man has to be saved. You see. Someone will say, oh, Jesus, they say that Jesus is coming, that he has not come. Someone said, oh, I'll be back soon. And the other person said, which type of soon? Is it the Jesus type of soon? <laughs> because Jesus' type of soon is very long soon. Huh. But the Bible mentions that the long suffering of God is there because he does not want to see sinners perish. He wants, let's look at it. Let's look at that verse in the Bible. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> Second Peter what? Three words. Okay, let's read from let's read from verse 3. Knowing this first that they shall come in the last days, scoffers, walking after their own lusts. This is what God calls scoffers. And he says they are walking after their own lusts, And they'll be saying this. Where is the promise of his coming? Where is the promise of Jesus' is coming? Jesus says he's coming, that he has not come. So they are, they are in the scripture straight. All those who talk like that are in the Bible. If you talk like that, the Bible is talking to you right now. And he calls you a scoffer. May you not be like that in Jesus' name. Then they continue to say, for since the fathers died or fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. Then he says, "This, for this they willingly are ignorant of. It is ignorance that is working in them. Anyone who talks like that is ignorant. And it is willing ignorance. They are willingly ignorant of this particular thing. That by the word of God, the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. Next verse whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. It's talking about the world that was. That is a, it's not, This is not Noah. This is before uh, Genesis 1 verse 2. Okay, next verse. But the heavens and the earth which are now, the ones that we are seeing now, it says, the heavens and the earth which we are seeing now, by the same word of God, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness. God is not slack, he's not being slow at all. Someone said, oh, if God, if Jesus was coming on a wheelbarrow, he should have arrived by now. Someone said, if, if God, if Jesus was coming on a track, the one that he pushed in town, he should have arrived by now. Brothers and sisters, he is not slack concerning his commandments at all. He is not slack concerning his promise at all. As some men count slackness. But it's long-suffering to us what? The reason why he has not destroyed the earth is because of his long-suffering. Suffering long. The more the years go, the more you should count God's long-suffering. Because as the years go by, you realize that sin is increasing. Even Jesus promised that sin will increase as the, as the years go by. But it's long-suffering to us what? Not willing. That any should perish, but that all, not some, all should come to repentance. That is the gospel. God wills that all men come unto repentance. Everybody. That's why He has not destroyed it yet. That is why even righteous people sometimes die earlier than unrighteous people. Sometimes you see someone who is a wicked guy. He has been killing people, he has been doing things, he has been doing all kinds of things, but still, he's alive. He's not dying. Have you seen some before? And a good man, wonderful person, is gone. Because the, the one who is righteous is settled for eternity. There's no need for him to be living here on earth. But the guy who is unworthy needs to be brought to salvation. That's why God gives them a long rope. Long rope. God, God has a long rope for everybody. Even Satan, God had a long rope for him. The Bible says that the multitudes of the merchandise of thy traffic eh, has filled the midst of thee, and it has called you to sin. God gave him a multitude of time. God knew when Satan, Lucifer, at that time was moving, and He knew. He knew all the people He was talking to. He knew all the meetings He was having. God knows all. He knew everything. But God was long suffering. He was giving him an opportunity to change, but He didn't change. That is why the devil does not have any other means of salvation, because the time God gave him. It's past and gone. If someone tells you that Satan will be saved in the future, he has lied to you. He has lied to you because the time when God wanted him to be saved, well, probably we should look at it. We should look at it. Let's look at it. Which one is it? Ezekiel? Ezekiel 28, verse 18. Thou has defiled, he's talking about Lucifer. This scripture refers to Lucifer, okay? He says, Thou has defiled thy sanctuaries, by the multitude of thy iniquities, by the iniquity of thy traffic, Therefore will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee. It shall devour thee, and I'll bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all them that behold thee. Go up. Verse 16. Go to verse 16. By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. The multitude of thy merchandise. Merchandise? What is merchandise? Your business, your movements, your activities. Just by the multitude of their merchandise or their activities, they have filled the midst of thee with violence. He was doing a lot of things. He didn't start, It didn't just happen to him. It didn't just start with him or, or happen to him. It was a gradual process. That's why in the New in Testament, the Bible says that don't just make anybody a minister. Lest he, he says, don't make, not a novice, lest he be exalted with pride and fall in the same sin as the devil, which is the sin of pride and pride does not happen at once pride is gradual. are you getting it? when you you think you are something so you started thinking of something when the thought entered his heart God knew the day the thought entered his heart but God gave him time but he didn't change same with Judas Judas asked at John chapter 6 the Bible says that Jesus knew who would betray him he knew he told them have I not chosen you and yet one of you is a devil he knew at John chapter 6. But the betrayal of Jesus happened in John chapter 13. How many chapters after? Plenty chapters after. John chapter 6 was the first year of Jesus' ministry. John chapter 13 was the last year of Jesus' ministry. So for 2-3 years, Jesus was looking at him to change. He knew he was stealing from the money, the money bag. It's, it's a very serious thing. Jesus knew who the thief was, yet he gave him the money bag. He made Judas the treasurer even though he was a thief. And he knew he was stealing. In fact, the stealing was so much that all the apostles got to know. <laughs> because when Mary came to pour the spikenard oil upon his, upon his feet and all that, he was complaining. Judas was the one who was complaining. Ah, this thing could have been sold for so much and given to the poor. The Bible says that it was not because he was talking about the poor, but because he was a thief and he was taking from the money bag. So he wanted the money to come into the money bag so that he can take his portion. Oh! the other thieves came to change Zacchaeus came to change he was sitting by the money bag and was not changing God gave him a long rope so God has a long rope a long rope, change change, you hear people preach to you your brothers will preach to you your, your, even your, 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 your children will preach to you and you say I will not change long rope all because when the day of judgment comes, he will be able to remind you that you had this opportunity. You had 115 opportunities that I gave you. It didn't change. So your sentence is legal. And you can't do anything about it. So reconciliation has to do with God's long suffering. He's forgiving everybody. He's reconciled the lot to himself. And we must preach. He has given us the word of reconciliation. That's what we have to preach. God is not angry with you. you tell me, but God is not angry with you. God loves you with all of his heart and is willing and ready for you to come to him yeah, so God has reconciled the word unto himself, now the word must be reconciled to him through our preaching through our preaching, through the word of reconciliation, please do you understand, That's a, in a nutshell that is what reconciliation has to do with it. okay, so if you are in the Bible and you see reconciliation you should, know that the, what, you should know that all that it means is that being brought into friendship with God okay Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And because we are in friendship with him, look at Psalm 25 verse 14. Psalm 25 verse 14. Psalm 25 verse 14. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he will show them his covenant. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he will show them his covenant. The word secret there is actually friendship. You can check the Hebrew word. It means friendship. Friendship. So you can read it this way. Uh-huh. This is amplified amplified says it very nicely. The secret of the sweet, satisfying companionship of the Lord. Have isn't it? Companionship, friendship. The secret of the sweet, satisfying companionship of the Lord. Have they who fear, revere, and worship Him. And He will show them. He will show. God shows His friends His covenant and reveals to them His deep inner things, deep inner meanings. So because we are friends with God, God's aim in our lives is to show us His deep things. It's to show us His secrets. You know, you don't share your secrets with just anybody. You share your secrets with someone who is a blood brother, a close friend. And because we are close friends with God, that is why in our meditations, God can reveal things that you never thought He would reveal to you. God can show you His emotions through meditation. Why? Because we are now friends with him. This message, message, message. God friendship is for God worshippers. Okay, God friendship is for God worshippers. They are the ones He confides in. It's a message. So God, God's, God's position when it comes to you is to confide in you. God's position when it comes to you is to share His secrets, His love, messages with you. Yeah. And that was, what God, that was what God did with Abraham. If God visited Abraham one day. He was on his way to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. As he, he ate, Abraham prepared a meal for him and he ate. He was satisfied. God came to come and eat on earth. Do you think those things have stopped? How many of you think those things have stopped? How that God comes on earth to come and walk on earth every now and then? How many of you think it has stopped? Hebrews chapter 13. Look at Hebrews chapter 13, verse 1. King James. Let Badalila continue. Verse 2. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers. For thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Remember that day God came with two angels. Isn't it? And he sent the two, after they had eaten, he sent the two angels ahead to go and check if Sodom and Gomorrah really, you see, God knows everything so. But because of his compassion and his long suffering, he came down to come and check to see if what they were saying the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah was actually true. Even though he knew it was true. And he gave Abraham an opportunity to bargain for the life of Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham bargained from 45 all the way to 5. I think he stopped at 10. Eh? He stopped at 10. Because he thought that at least 10 righteous people should be found in Sodom and Gomorrah. Two cities. 10 righteous people. 5-5. Five, five. It should be okay. <laughs> but when the angels got there, it was only Lot, his wife, and two daughters—less than five. Lot had more daughters, but they didn't—they weren't correct. Yeah. So this thing still happens. God still comes down every now and then. He says, "Don't forget." I've had experience. I've had two experiences like that. Can I share one with you? Yeah. Years ago, when I just started a church, I was not seeing my left from my right. Do you understand? I pastored one person for six months. Have you have you had some before in your life? I had one, one member for six months. It was not I was screaming. It's just, it's not really I was to really sent to me here. So one day I was just moving around uh, Amokum MA, the children where the children go to school, children's park, opposite. Do you know children's park is in is in Kumasi? Do you know there's a place in Children's Park called Children's Park in Kumasi? There's a children's park here. You know, And I just crossed the road, entering the MA, the school, because the, the church was there. That's when I was, I was entering. One guy met me and said, he wants me to give him money. This was 2010. He said he wants me to give him money. So I gave him, at that time, the first money had come, one city and all the So I gave him five cities. Then he said, he doesn't want five cities. He needs 19 CDs, 50 pesos. Something like that. 19 CDs, 50 pesos. <laughs> ah, what kind of beggar are you? <laughs> a beggar with a choice. I was like, this guy. What are you talking about? But I don't know, I was just I, just, I was just prompted to give it to him. So I gave him 20 CDs. I had 22 cities on me. So I gave him 20 CDs. I had, it was going to be left with just 2 cities to go back to my house. I gave him 20 cities just left it two cities on me. When I gave it to him, he started blessing me. He started telling me about the church. Don't think that the church that you have started is not for anything, it's going to work. Many lives are going to be saved. He said, he prophesied about the church and prophesied about my life for at least 50 years. Yes. Said so many things. But you see, I was like, this guy. I said, okay, I've heard. Okay, I've heard. Okay, I've heard. It was very interesting, but I was just, I, 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 was, I was in a state of macabre dance. <laughs> so he took the money. I took two steps away from him. That's okay, bye-bye, God bless you. And I turned and took two steps, one, two, and turned to see if he was there and just check. You know those things, you just go and then you check if they person when I took two ten back, he was not there. And there's there no place he could go to. Yeah, it's, a, it's an open space. He can't fly, he can't go and hide, so he can't go under the soil. He can I mean it's open space. I took two steps like this, and he was not there. This scripture works. Don't forget this. This be not forgetful to entertain strangers. When you see a stranger, you just no, go away. No. No, don't don't be like that all the time. Be led. Be led, seriously. You could meet an angel sent by God to strengthen you. And you ask for something you never thought you would ask for. When Abraham met God, he knew that the first thing he needed to do was to prepare a meal for him. And God revealed the secret of Sodom and Gomorrah to him. When God was going away, Abraham was escorting God out of his house. As they were going, God turned and said, Shall I hide anything from Abraham. Shall I hide anything from Abraham? Seeing that Abraham shall be a great nation. And he shared a secret concerning Sodom and Gomorrah with him. And gave Abraham an opportunity to speak on the behalf of Sodom and Gomorrah. And that's what God does with his friends. He shares his innermost secrets with them. God will show up and tell you, ask you, What do you think about this thing? What do you think about this thing? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, I'm the friend of God. Therefore, he shares his innermost secrets with me because I'm reconciled with him through Christ. So, one of the major jobs Jesus did when he came on earth is to bring us back into friendship with God. You see the story concerning Adam in the garden when God will come. In the cool of the day, God will come. The voice of God will come in the, in the, in the garden and come and commune with Adam. That's how it is now, now that you are born again. Because you are born again, God also comes in the cool of the day wanting to confide in you concerning various things that are happening on earth. Sometimes I tell you when we are praying for nations, if you are in this church, you know that we pray for the nations a lot. When we are praying for the nations, I always tell you it is not given to people who don't have a high revelation of God. If God knows you will not be anything on earth, he will never confide in you concerning things that have to do with the world. All you care about is your house, your money, your car, your children, your wife, or your husband. That's all you care about, and all your prayer topics will be in this category. All your prayer topics will be how the devil is in your family, in your mother or your children or your wife or something, and you are always shooting. We both to obey. You take machine gun upon some machine gun. That's all you be, you care about. All because your friendship with God has a problem. But if you are, if you are in real friendship with God, through Christ, like we have, it will review higher things. Very interesting things. You'll be there, he'll talk to you about a certain country. Meanwhile, you don't even, you've never been there before. But I will tell you, pray for the country. Can I again told the story of a woman who was asleep? As she was sleeping, she woke up at 2.45 a.m. And when she woke up, she had thought of a missionary in a certain place in South America who needed to be prayed for at that time. So she started praying. She spoke in tongues for about 30 minutes. As she spoke in tongues, to a point, she realized that she was becoming free because there was a burden that came on her to pray. So she prayed. After the prayer, she had a vision of someone who was in South America, a missionary who was going to be killed. Yeah, the person was going to be killed, and something strange happened, and the person was delivered. Fast forward after about five years later, this woman was in the service. And then a missionary from South America came talking about his experiences in South America and told of that same experience that she had a vision of. At that time, the date, the time was the same. He was going to be killed by these people. And he worked the miracle. I think the chief there was crippled something. So he prayed for the chief in the heat of the moment. And the chief stood up. And the whole village changed. The whole village. Everybody gave their lives to Christ. How did that happen? It didn't happen just because uh, many missionaries have died. How many of you have watched End of the Spear before? They just killed them. When the missionaries landed, you know South America has a lot of wild jungle type of people. This End of the End of the Edge is it Edge of the Spear or End of the Spear? Edge, eh? Or end? End of the Spear. It's a movie. It happened not long ago. It's 1940-something. Even last year-something. 19-something is too long, eh? Hey! Those of you who were born in 2000, you think that everything is long. It's not long at all. Because in the 40s, in Ibiaba, there was a lot of things happening in the world, but they, they didn't know. They were in the bush, they were in the forest, so they didn't know anything. They killed all of them. But this guy was spared because of this woman's prayer. All because she understands her friendship with God. God reveals his innermost secrets. He reveals things to his friends. God's friendship is for God lovers. They are the ones he confides in. I see God confiding in you. God says, who has known the man of the Lord that he might instruct him? Can you imagine? Who has known the man of the Lord that he might instruct him? First Corinthians 2, the last verse. I think it fourteen. 14. So look at it. 1 Corinthians 2, 14. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? Then he says, But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. We have, say we have the mind of Christ. Mind say it again, I have, I have the mind of Christ. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Because we have his mind. We have been called into fellowship with him. We have been called into companionship with him. First Corinthians 1 9. Look at 1 Corinthians 1.9. God is faithful. By whom ye were called. Unto the fellowship. Unto the companionship. Unto the friendship. Unto the sweet fellowship of His son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And because we are in fellowship with him, he talks to us and we talk back to him. I said, God is ready and up to hear your words concerning what he has to do. And he also has words concerning what you have to do. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that a blessing? That's what God has brought us now. We are in friendship with God. See, I'm in friendship with God. Friendship with God. God is my companion. Is my and I'm his companion. I'm his companion. Yeah. So study the life of Abraham, you see how friendship with God is like. What I'm sharing with you is so important. That's what gives us access to certain things, certain secrets, certain things. A consciousness of the fact that you are friend with God. You are reconciled with God. And you're a friend with him now. Qualifies you into having, certain, having access to certain things. There was this lady who was married to her husband for 10 years. And they were having problems. The husband called. Because the husband had traveled. He called. And when he called, very early in the morning, 5 a.m., when he called, it was like a man who picked the phone. And the man said, who are you? The, the other guy said, who are you? This is my wife's phone. Hey, is she married? I didn't know she was married. I have two children with her. Are you serious? Then the guy cut the call. So the husband moved from wherever he was and came down. When he came down, he heard that the guy had even impregnated his wife. And the wife had even done an abortion for the guy. You know, And he was, he was okay. The husband said, I forgive you. I want us to continue. So he went back again. When he came back, he came to catch them, them red-handed in bed. So the guy, the husband said, this time around, I'm going to divorce you. So he came to a certain man of God that I know very well to talk about. Men of God, suffer, this is, how can the man of God solve this problem? <laughs> so the man of God sat down with them. Spoke to the husband. The husband was had the position that I'm leaving this lady because I forgave her the first time, and she has continued. I'm leaving her. I don't care about the two children. Forget about it. Because while she was doing these things, me I was abroad. I was not doing anything. I was working and bringing money. When I bring the money, we go and spend with this guy. Married for ten years, So marriage is not a guarantee that foolish things cannot happen. The devil is always interested in destroying what nice thing you have. Every nice thing you have, the devil is interested in it if you don't know. You must guard it with prayer and with the word. So the man of God spoke to the lady. The lady was frank that my husband does not care about me. Since we've been married, we've been together for just six months over the 10-year period. Because he's always traveling. We've been together for six months. I lack companionship. So many things. How are you going to solve this problem? So the man of God told the woman that I want you to pray. So, you know, as the man was talking, the man, he was just praying, God, what should I do? What should I do? Tell me what I should do. Show me a secret. Give me an access. Let me punch a button that will cause this thing to change completely. So, God told him, show her how to pray. Tell her, do this, to do this and do that and pray. i dawn. done. So, Lady Di prayed, did what the man of God said she should do and she slept. When she slept, she had a dream about somebody that she doesn't know existed in her husband's family. The person showed up in a dream and told her, Listen, because of this and this and this, your marriage has been nice for the last eight years. It's going to come to an end because we don't want it. We don't want it. We don't want it. We don't want it. What a shock. So when she woke up, she went straight to the husband and apologized for everything because she realized there was something happening somewhere and mentioned the name, that name to the husband. Do you have anybody called this in your family? The husband started shaking because he, he cried. The last time he heard that person's name was when he was 10 years old. But the person is in the family. So when the lady mentioned that name, he started shaking. I was like, how did you know this name? And she related that dream to him. That this, 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 this. And the husband realized that the thing it is really spiritual, and that they have to. do Their wife is not misbehaving because she just wants to misbehave because there's something happening, and that was the beginning of reconciliation for them in their marriage. Aww. What a blessing! You. So you can be a child of God, and you, you, your friendship with God is not so. So God cannot show you some things. There are some secrets, hidden things in some places that the Lord will show you. Yeah. Lord will show you and not that will cause another type of glory in your life altogether. Are you understanding? So this is key. It's key in your life. So don't ignore it at all. Say God is my friend. And therefore, I'm entitled to secret information. Hidden things. Hallelujah. It's important. So important. So important. So important. Even in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Rise up on your feet and yes, thank God for what share have shared with you. Thank God for what I have shared with you. Father, we are grateful. Father, we are grateful. Thank you for bringing us into companionship with you. I see the Lord opening your eyes and opening your heart to understand what this means some more. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Give Him glory, give Him praise. Give Him glory, give Him praise. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 24 8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.